Hello. Hello. And welcome back to Girls in the, the Pit, Pit Wall. Wall. I'm Jasmine. I'm Catherine. Welcome. Yeah, here we are. This is our Las Vegas GP rundown. I was realised that when we intro it, we probably stop staring into each other's eyes and maybe actually look at the camera. But we just really intimately <laughs> stare at each other. I guess because we started with no video, it's still like, ooh, mm-hmm. hello. <laughs> Romantic. Yeah, wow. The <clears throat> long-awaited Vegas weekend. Yes. It was something. It was. That is what we can call it. Some of the highlights, uh, just general highlights of this weekend that I wrote down, were um, you could get an $135 cocktail in a sh- racing shoe. A real racing shoe? Yeah. And they put like a little like cup in it for like obviously hygiene. Ah. Uh-huh. But like a racing shoe. And then you could, I assume you could keep the racing shoe, I don't know. Oh. For $135. You'd fucking hope. You better be keeping the racing shoe. But I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, that is good. Also, the Blue Man group just appearing everywhere at any yeah, given time. Yeah, they were just everywhere, right? Freaking they? everyone out. Not a fan of that. Uh, the pedestrian bridge that collapsed. It collapsed? Sorry, I did not see this that. This was on Friday, I believe. Okay. Luckily, like, no one was on it, but it just went. So rather than, like, you know, going straight into, like, where the track is and stuff people had to detour through hotels and stuff to get to the track oh so that was my fun. god and then uh, just this that stupid sphere <laughs> that big fucking yellow blob it's when yeah when it goes yellow and it has the eyes and it's like peeking over I that's hate like it. it is quite severe the fact that it can be seen from space <clears throat> is awful it can yep do you know I'm actually not so horrendous given how humongous it is but imagine living anywhere in Vegas and you open your curtains in the morning 24 hour sun that's looking at you 24 hour sun horrendous the it light is. pollution is it not it truly not truly this. is I feel that actually um, there was more excitement outside of the race this weekend than yeah, in the race I, mean, I think so well I another fun little thing I wanted to add there, there was a chapel in the paddock oh yeah a wedding chapel in the paddock, so you could get married there. And there was an XF1 driver that went and got married. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I can't mind who it was. No, I can't either. But fun. I would have done it. I mean, if you're there and it's, the circumstances are right, you may as well. I guess it depends <laughs> how much it was to do it, right? That's true. The whole point of doing that is it's meant to be cheap. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, although, on talking cheapness, oh, this Grand Prix was nothing of the sort. Mm. $2.3 billion this Grand Prix. $2.3 billion. I mean, I'm sure they made it back and how much they're charging for the tickets. Well, in saying that as well, they kind of flopped on ticket sales. So at the start of the week or kind of the last two weeks, um, the tickets have gone, like they all went down to around $200 for a three-day pass, um, which before that they were like 5000 plus. So it was kind of like a... A huge discount. And then all of the hotels went down to around $200 as well because they had no bookings. We should have gone to Vegas. I know, we should have done, just hung about Missed for a opportunity. Bit. Never mind. I wonder if they'll fix that for next year and have it cheaper. Surely. You think so? But maybe they'll be like, ooh, there's hyper end at night, we can charge $5,000. But I, I'm not being funny. When I was watching that, I was thinking I wouldn't like to be there. No. Uh, yeah, I can after watching this weekend... I have no desire to go to that race, nor Las Vegas in general. Mm. A bit much for me, personally. I don't think it's very autism friendly. No, it's very overstimulating. I don't think I'd like it very much. <laughs> FP1? Go for it. So, I mean, 
I'm assuming everyone who's listening probably heard what happened because it was literally in STV News. Yeah. Which for our out of Scotland, out of UK listeners, is our Scotland's main news channel. Yeah. Because I was about to say fuck the BBC, but they might listen to this. Well, but yeah. Big up STV. Uh, they actually <laughs> reported on it that FP1 lasted approximately nine minutes because a loose drain cover came up. So Esteban drove over it and originally brought it out of the its slot on the ground. Then Carlos came up behind him, went over the loose drain cover, like it was out, and it tore through the bottom of his car, obviously causing him to crash. And that was that. It was red flag, the session, because they then had to go and check all of the drain hole covers to make sure that they were all secure, which took them like an hour and a half, two hours or something. Now, I'm not being funny. If you're making a track which you've put $2.3 billion into, an event that you have put $2.3 billion into, there are 20 men on this planet who drive in Formula One and you're going to put their lives in danger yeah. by not making sure... The, and now that is bare minimum stuff, making sure those are down. Well, normally tracks, they check the night before, the FIA check the tracks to make yeah. sure that everything's fine. But because they were busy working on the tracks till so late the night before, and because they still had to open up as roads, they uh, had to check it in the morning, and they obviously just fucking didn't wake up and missed it, because, like, what the fuck? But um, Kim Illman, who's, like, one of the probably more well-known photographers at F1, he did a vlog earlier in the week in Vegas, and he was, like, walking around, and he literally in his vlog pointed out the drain hole covers and went oh yeah and like pointed out that that would be an issue because they weren't welded on so what the fuck happened it's insane and then to like rub salt in the wound the fia who were supposed to check this was sorted and it was safe and didn't then gave carlos a 10 place grid penalty for having to change the components on his car when they're the ones that made the track unsafe. It was so infuriating. I'm like, I searched through the internet to find any comment that thought that that was a fair penalty and Look not a single Wolf. person other than Toto Wolf. Who, by the way, you know that if that had been one any of his of cars, his, uh, yeah, any he would of his cars. kicking off. Even Max Verstappen said that if it had yeah. been Toto's car, he would not be saying the same Literally. thing. Literally. Infuriating. It is. And I think he's the one that blocked it from being wavered because all of the other teams were like look that is unfair like I think we should waive the rules this one time it wasn't Carlos's fault that drain cover should have been down if that happened to one of my guys I would have wanted the the parts back on my car as well and Toto's like how dare you I'll defend these Las Vegas people till the day I die these people put so much work in how dare you say such a thing how much were they paying him to be so pro-Vegas oh god must be a good amount like so annoying but uh, like there was other oversights this weekend like the whole thing came out about how the track was gonna be very cold yeah because it's the desert and it's in the middle of the night yeah in November Mm mm-hmm and the FI were like, oh, we actually didn't think about how cold it was going to be. What do you mean you didn't think about how cold it was going to be? I mean, hopefully, because it's signed on for 10 years. So that's uh, plenty of time, you know. I cannot believe they've signed it for 10. So hopefully this time, well, I'm about to say this time next year, but is it, it's not even on at the same point in the calendar. No, it's not. They've moved it earlier. Which yeah, is so it's actually not even that far away, realistically. Hopefully they'll iron out the kinks by that point. Mm. We hope. Um, so yeah, FP1 was called off after nine minutes and then some really loyal fans decided to wait like yeah. hours and this was like 2 th- 2 a.m i think in vegas and um, they waited yeah. for a long time 
just be told that they had to leave because of logistical reasons. So there were no fans watching FP2. No. And these fans that were there for it, so obviously they've paid for their pass, their Thursday pass, um, which is expensive. Mm -hmm. Even a one-day pass is expensive. And some of these people have bought the tickets when they were still expensive. So they then were told they had to leave. They weren't allowed to watch FP2. They got to watch nine minutes of FP1 and they were given a $200 gift card for the F1 shop in the paddock. Which, you know, it would have been so cheap for them to make all the merch in that shop. Yeah. So it, And you could only buy one thing in there with $200 pretty yeah, much. It was insane. And like there'll be a lot of people as well. It's shit for everyone, but a lot of people because it was so expensive when tickets came out. There's going to be some people who only bought the Thursday pass. Yeah, exactly. Because that was what they could afford and they still wanted to go and see the cars. But so it's such a shame. In saying that, there has been a lawsuit opened up. Um, so this has been filed by Demopolis Law Firm and JK Legal and Consulting. So this is on behalf of all the affected fans on Thursday. The, it's a legal action against... Liberty Media, so it's defending the changes, like the breach of contract with all of these ticket holders, the negligence on their part, engaging in deceptive trade practices, so it's looking to be pretty big. Yeah, I hope these people get some money back. Me too, because to a $200 gift card that you could only use in the paddock. Yeah, you'd be so disappointed. Because also, why would you want, like... You're going to have bad memories of that now. You're, right. You're, in that moment, you're going to be very frustrated. Why would you then want a bit of merch to remember yeah. the night that you... Uh, let me just get my doomsday cold. Like, that's terrible. Yeah, it's such a shame. So FP2 was delayed by two and a half hours while they welded on all of the drain covers. Yep. And the session, instead of being an hour, was an hour and a half. Yeah. So the poor drivers, they didn't finish till 4 a.m., which is literally insane behaviour. Yeah, and they still had to do, like, the post-session interviews as well. It wasn't like they got to finish and go back to the hotels. They still had to do all the media. Yeah, even George was saying he'd taken, like, four naps that day. It was... I think that's so appalling to do that. Horrible. But also, so there's rules written about how long... So... Oh, the intervals have to be between, right? Yeah. And they didn't stick to that. No. And so what I'm going to say is, if they could bend those rules about the intervals between how long you have to have between the free practices... Why couldn't they bend the rules about Carlos? Especially when it was their own fault. Because the FIA hate Carlos. They do. They actually hate that man. There's no nothing else to say about it. They hate him. Full stop. Fucking stupid FIA. Yep. Zach Brown was actually on the TV saying that they would have backed Ferrari not having the penalty that time and that they yeah. thought it was unfair. Fucking Toto Wolf, man. It was literally just Toto. I think even Christian was behind them. I am a Toto Wolf lover, um, but actually this weekend he's been bumped down. Yeah. Because I'm upset with them. Yeah. FP2, it was very uh, uneventful. I only have a few notes. Just that a lot of them were struggling to get tire temperatures. Yeah, obviously, because it's such a long straight and... Yeah, and it was quite clear that soft tires were not going to be used other than qualifying because everyone on the softs was just locking up. Yeah. No grip. And that's kind of it. Carlos was looking really fast. A lot of people were going off at turn 12 as well, again, just because no grip in the temperature. Right. So K-Mag went off. No, he had a lock-up. Choco went off. Max went off. I think other people went off at turn 12 as well. But that was kind of it. Because there's, there's nothing to this track. So it's four straights, pretty much. That's it. Yeah. But the thing is, this could be such a good Grand Prix if they made alterations to the track. Mm-hmm. 
Like, don't make it such rigid straight lines. Like, add a bit of depth to it, and this could be one of the best on the tr- like, like the calendar. Sure, keep your really long straight down the Las Vegas Strip. That makes sense. Yeah, fine. You don't need the other ones. No. Have like one that long one. But a diversity. And then a little smaller one, and then some more. Yeah, spice things up. Because basically, if you didn't have any straight lines, be that was it. You yeah. Do, that, were, uh, this was not the track. You for could you. do nothing. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Stuck. Honest. And then FP3. Uh, the only thing that happened was Lance Stroll got a five-place penalty oh, for yeah. overtaking under double yellows. It was Yuki he overtook, right? Yeah. yeah. Because he had a, a second incident in qualifying where he did the same thing, I think. Yeah, I think he did. Because he's ended up with a ten-place grip penalty. Yeah. Lance a lot. But he actually did have a good weekend in the end. So he did, you know. I'm quite proud of him this he, weekend. He's doing well. Yeah. Qualifying then. Quali. Do you know what? I think Q1 was the most interesting yeah, part of Quali. So the first thing I have done is that Yuki's time got deleted for track limits at turn 8. There was a few track limits, I think, that happened. Because I'm pretty sure George had time Yeah, George deleted. did. George had two times deleted at turn 8 as well. So turn 8 was the one that was tripping them up. Interesting. Yeah. Also... I have a note that just says, so the track is similar to Monza in terms of pure speed. So it is actually one of the quickest tracks on the calendar just because of the straights, which was like good news for Ferrari because obviously in Monza, they were rapid. Yeah. But yeah, it was a real shame that Carlos came into it carrying that penalty. That bollocks penalty, that ruined my weekend. It did. It ruined mine as well. It put a bad taste on Vegas because why are you not making the track safe for the 20 people who are going to be on it? And Max actually... I was a big fan of Max this weekend. He was yeah. speaking the truth about all the shenanigans. He definitely but he was. He said about how Carlos said he couldn't actually feel his legs after that incident in FP1. Fuck. God. Yeah. Checo got a penalty. Yeah. Did he get a penalty? No. He blocked Blando and he really should have got a penalty. He should have. He was on the race line. He should have been over to the side. And I'm very surprised that he didn't. But as we know, Red Bulls are kind of... Yeah. They're outside of the rules. They do what they want. Then there was a yellow flag over turns one and two. Yuki went off really wide, but he did manage to save it. And then there was also a little bit of drama with Max and Esteban. Yeah. So Esteban was starting a flying, I think, mm-hmm. and Max was also starting a flying. But if you're both going quick, it's obviously like fair play, you're going to overtake on the straight. Whatever car's quickest is going to overtake on the straight. Yeah. Esteban was quicker than Max on the straight, warming up, so he overtook. Then Max decided to overtake him in the corner to regain his place, but, like, it was not justified at all. It was really stupid of Max, actually, because he sacrificed both of their laps, and um, they were both kind of going into each other in the corner. I believe what happened is, before Esteban started his flying lap, he was obviously severely slowing down, you know, to then get a good launch. And he was backing everyone up. Right. So I think Max was in front of Esban. Esban then went in front of Max, but then backed everyone up. Max obviously got frustrated, and that's why he made that move. But yeah, it, was it was stupid nonetheless. Yeah, it was stupid. And also, again, the cars being noted. There was like five cars noted for that stupid um, oh, yeah. minimum lap time. Yeah. Can, can we get rid of that rule? Honestly. It's actually... I think I did... It's the most catchy rule to ever exist. It was Hamilton, Russell, Albon, Joe, Gasly and Bottas all noted for failing to follow race director's instructions with the minimum delta lap time. 
It's so annoying. I hate that rule. That's my least favourite rule. Same, it's so silly because if someone's, someone else is holding you up, then how are you going to get called in for that? Also, Charles in QM was half a second quicker than everyone else for oh, most yeah, of the session. Flying. And Carlos was flying as well, but it was just so yeah. frustrating. Yeah. And it was a little bit of a tragic one for McLaren. Yeah, what happened there? Oh, I think they just had a, a stinker of it, to be honest. Yeah, it didn't didn't go too well, so they were out. Yeah, Yuki went out last, Oscar, Joe, Esteban and Lando. Now that I'm being reminded that how far back Esteban started this race... They did a pretty good job. There's a few drivers. Actually, half of the grid who started at the back ended up at the up front. Up at the front, yeah. They did a good job. It was a good race. Yeah. Did you see Yuki getting out his car? No. He threw, you know the bit, what's it called? Oh yeah, the shoulder bit. Ah, yeah. He like chucked it out the car quite aggressively. He did a lance stroll. Right. So that wasn't very nice when like his engineers and stuff were around him and the mechanics were around him. Because obviously they're going to be frustrated, but there's no need to be chucking things at your mechanics. And Lance, that was when he had his, so when Yuki spun and caused the yellows. Yeah. That was when Lance uh, failed to slow. Right. And got that second five-place grid penalty. Yeah. Silly sausage. Never mind. Q2? Uh, nothing too eventful, really. Oh, it was... A few notes. Oh, you've got a few. Oh. I, I didn't have anything too eventful. No, it was just more about still struggling to get the tyre temperature up. Yeah. I think they were all complaining about that in Q2. Yeah. And again, Ferrari were looking really, really fast. Charles was up and quickest with seven tenths over Max, and then Carlos went up into P2, but half a second behind Charles still. Mm. I was like, I don't want to get too excited when I it's know, shy I was kind of the same. But I was feeling a little bit excited. Optimistic. Yeah. Who did we lose? We lost Daniel Ricciardo in 15th, then Stroll, Hulk, Perez, and Hamilton. Wow. I know, Hamilton was just on the cusp, he just got knocked out. Because was it not Albano that knocked out Checo? It was. The Williams, wow. Flying. It was a great qualifying Look, today. Sarge was on, oh, he was on some rare form today. I was so impressed. It's like when he gets back into his home country, something Sarge is doing. <laughs> yeah, the eagle. He sees all the fast food <laughs> places and the big Walmarts yeah. and he's like, right. He knows exactly where he's going. It's my time. In uh, Q3. K-Mag in Q3 for the third time this season. And Which, obviously Logan Sargent. Yeah. But the interesting thing about K-Mac is so three times in Q3 this season. Yeah. All three times have been street circuits. No way. So Czech was no longer king of the streets. It's K-Mac. K-Mac, <laughs> king of the streets. And only the Ferraris and Max went out in new tires. Yeah. Because um, everyone else had used yeah. their sets. Fernando had a wee lock-up though. Yeah. He was not on form this weekend. Wasn't his track. He struggled with it, but I guess it's because it was brand new. Well, another interesting little nugget of information revolving him. Um, They said on the broadcast this weekend that Fernando is the only driver on the grid who was alive at the time of the last Las Vegas Grand Prix. That's so weird. Right? Obviously, he didn't race there, but he was alive. He was the only one that was alive. Wow. That shows his age. (laughs) Like, that shows his age. Was the fact that Fernando was racing... When Oscar was born. Right? That's literally insane behaviour. We love Fernando. And Joe, Fernando was only half a second off of being on pole and he was on old softs. Yeah, he was really quick in all fairness, but he just was like kind of a bit all over the place. Yeah. I wrote Ferrari 1-2, fuck the penalty. Yeah. Because that's how it finished. It finished um, Charles, Carlos and Max. Obviously got bumped up a bit with Carlos's 10 place, but never mind. 
But it did mean that Williams got a third role off it. Yes. Which is great for them. Oh, it was lovely to see their wee graphics come up. And there was a stat that I think it was like the first time since 2016, I want to say. Wow. That's just plucking that out of my head. I could be so wrong, but I vaguely remember it being 2016. Go Williams. I'm happy for them this weekend. Well, they did a good job considering they're Williams. Yeah, the race wasn't quite as uh, smooth. It wasn't as productive, but... It was going well until then. I have... Quite a lot of race notes. Yeah, I think I have the same. But, like, I feel like probably a lot of them are very irrelevant. I have a few things to preface this. Same, actually. Um, Pre-race, the national anthem. I missed that. It was brilliant. Oh. Was it Donny Osmond that did it? I don't know who that is. Just a really good singer. But it was good. It was quite um, patriotic. I did see, actually, the driver's parade uh, with the... My God, what's his name? UFC announcer. Oh, yeah. I do not remember his name. I do know his name. I don't. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. That's so annoying. Because he's very famous. But the best part of that was him shouting, Sergio Checo Perez! And it cuts him. Checo's, like, within 15 <laughs> centimetres of this man's face. Because he obviously thought he was going to get interviewed or something. Oh, God. It was, oh, it was horrendously awkward. So bad. My one thing... That actually annoyed me the most about this race. Not that it meant anything, but I just thought it was so weird. So we've talked about how many straights there were yep. in this race. Like, it was all straights. So tell me why the starting grid was on a curve. Yuki Tsunoda, you couldn't even see P1 from where he was. So being it was at the back, around the corner. severe disadvantage. Yeah, major. Also being on the even side, yeah. severe disadvantage because you're in the dirt. I also just have to say... What the fuck was that creepy Jared Leto rendition of Viva Las Vegas? Why was he there? Get rid of 30 Seconds to Mars. They made the vibe so weird. Where was Will I Am? So weird, right? I thought we were getting another song from him. I was promised another Will I Am song and it was not delivered to me. Got it. And I'm not being funny, it was so creepy. It actually felt like Jared Leto was sat in my living room. Like, that's how it felt and it was really uncomfortable. I just find him quite uncomfortable. He is. He's really uncomfortable and he's got eyes that, like, look into your soul. It's, oh, it's horrible. If I was to, you know, think that anyone was a lizard person. It's him. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to be in some sort of cult or something. I don't trust that man. 100%. Keep him away. (laughs) The start, like, someone put up a TikTok, right, about how races in the morning or really late at night or really early in the morning, depending where you are, don't feel real. Mm-hmm. And I agree. Like it felt like quality never happened. This race does not feel like it was real. No. The start. I woke up like at what time did it start? Six. I woke yeah. up at five fifty. Oh okay. So I was opening my eyes as it started. Really, mm-hmm. it was a blur. It didn't feel like this happened. Well, I went for a nap after the race, so I literally feel like it was just a dream. <laughs> and <laughs> genuinely, as the race started, as lights went out. Did my broadcast decide to freeze? No! Yes, but I could hear the commentary, but oh, I couldn't fucking see it. Stop! And I was like, so I knew everything that was happening, but I couldn't see it. I was really like, oh, that was oh, a very God. stressful moment. Frantically refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> so that was horrendous. God, well. But yeah, it was a pretty chaotic start. It was. Which was to be expected. Yeah, so lap one, turn one. Lights have just gone out. Carlos and Lewis have a bit of contact. Um, then Alonso went absolutely flying. I don't know when he was planning on braking, but it looked like he was actually just planning on using another car to stop himself. But he went absolutely flying down and whacked into Bottas. And then he spun. And then up the front of the pack, 
like Charles and Max, they both had good starts, but Max drove Charles off track. I'm so angry about this. And this is where this debate comes in that's been brought up a lot this season. Particularly, I remember Alex Albon talking about this, that when it comes to gaining a position in that kind of manner, a five-second penalty for not giving position back is too harsh. Not too harsh, it's too weak. Yeah. Especially when you're out front and you're Max Verstappen. You're going to be five ahead anyway. That's like an easy choice. Oh, if I push someone off, I'm going to go into first and it's only a five-second penalty. Sure, I'll do that. Right. And then zoom off into the sunset. Because his engineer literally came on the radio laughing, going, oh, it's just five seconds, Max. You just keep driving. And Max goes, send them my regards. Because he knows that it, it doesn't do anything to him. So and it it was kind of heartbreaking for Charles actually because I think he was in with a really good shot of winning had that not happened. Yeah, I think he got screwed over by that and the safety car later on in the race. Um, things without his control. Yeah, with his control, which is classic Ferrari. Yeah, horror story really. The most unlucky team to exist in my opinion. Honestly. But yeah, like there was a lot of spinning because Lewis. When he and him and Carlos are contact, Carlos spun. Yeah. Fernando spun on his own. Yeah. Just no grip and then went for a wee spin. <laughs> and then poor Valerie got bumped by Fernando. Yeah. In the front. And then Checo bumped Valerie in the back. Oh, yeah. So he was getting hit from everywhere. God bless him. <laughs> and then Grussell was up in third. So what the yeah. fuck went on? Uh, yeah. But people gained some good positions, like the McLarens, they were flying up at that they point. They were, yeah. I think Lance got up a good few positions at that point too and Esteban as well yep so there was it was a good opportunity for other cars at the back and they all did well to avoid whatever the fuck was going on yeah and then obviously we get the, the virtual safety car yes in lap two just to clear up some debris they were frantically they were just picking it up with their hands yeah. I love that I would have taken it home as a souvenir right I'd been at the paddock at the end will you sign this for me please yeah it's a bit of someone's front wing oh lovely right. <laughs> Then lap three, Claren's heartbreak continues this weekend as Lando Norris goes flying. Now, I mean flying. This was at, I think they said, 180 miles per hour. He, yeah. um, I think, what was it, his rear just went and he slid. So he skidded all the way down the wall, but like on his side. So the back of his car was scraping down the wall and he went absolutely flying into a runoff and hit the wall. He was a total passenger in that. Like, again, I think it was just the no grip. Yeah. And so he lost it and there was nothing. I don't think anyone could have saved that car in that. No. Because it was so much force. Oh, it was awful. And it was awful to His watch. radio message was awful as well. Yeah. Because it took two are you okays for him to respond. And, and he was like out of breath replying. Yeah, he's obviously very winded. Oh, it just did not sound good. So he went off. He got picked up in the medical car. Yeah. And he went off to hospital for some observations. But he's fine. Good. He put up his weight Instagram post so we know he's okay. Yes. Wonderful, but oh, that was horrible. It was horrible to watch, especially because it, it cut to it. I hate when that happens. Obviously, the crash has happened when the, it's not been on the broadcast, and it just cuts to someone. Well, it kind of it kind of didn't though, because like we've seen, it must have been at the camera that he hit the wall because we've seen the sparks come yeah. up on the camera, but then it cut to him in the wall, obviously. But it, oh, it was horrid. Yeah, it was horrendous. So that was a a proper safety car. It was equally as horrible, I thought. 
because I don't actually think they had enough tech pro on the barrier because if, when you could see the broadcast they had the helicopter going over the top mm. and obviously it'd come in at some speed so it's obviously really hit the barrier but the concrete fencing at the back was dented yeah. So that had split. So it, they obviously needed a bit more than they had. So he's lucky he's okay. And that was Lando breaking his finishing streak because he oh. hadn't had a DNF since uh, Brazil last year. I'm good for it. Only Max had a longer finishing streak than Lando. So that was a shame. Never mind. And it was a shame because they got up from... Why did they start like 17th and 19th or something stupid? Oscar and Lando were up in 12th and 13th. Yeah, they were doing well. So they were making moves. So yeah, it was it's shit. And it was Lando's birthday this week. Oh, bless him. Awful. Lap six, Lewis is struggling to get temperature into the tyres because they're behind the safety car. Mm. So obviously there's no speed happening there and you can only weave as much as you have the space for it. And he just said that there was nothing he could do to get temperature into them. And he kept saying, this made me laugh actually, he kept going, the safety car's not going quick enough. But the safety car, like, it's a normal road car. Obviously it's yeah. a sports car, but like it's a normal road car. It can only go so quick. And they said it was pushing near 200 mile an hour and he loses, like, it's not going quick enough. And George said it was like driving in the wet. That was the lack of grip yeah. that they had. I think the commentator said it was like watching a wet race. It was them, so yeah. odd. It was. It was a really weird environment. And this is when I clocked that Yuki had moved up from last to P10. Yeah. I like, he was fuck flying. Did you come from? He was on a charge. I was like, all right. And then, so safety car goes back in. Yep. Wonderful news. A few people pitted under that safety car, I believe. Yeah, I think they did. Because I think Checo pitted under the virtual safety car. And then I want to say Max pitted... Under the actual safety car. There was, at one point, everyone had pitted except... Like Charles Joe and someone else. Yeah. So people took that opportunity to pit. He did because it was lap eight. He got his five second penalty. So yeah, lap yeah. seven, Oscar got a really good overtake on Yuki for P10, despite having that low grip from the restart, relaunch. Do you know what? I have written down for lap 10, Oscar is on an absolute mad one. He because wasn't. he was overtaken left, right and centre. If there was a car in front of him, it was behind him in like two seconds. The only thing that buggered Oscar today was McLaren fucking up there. So they put him, he started on hards. Yeah. And they pitted him for hards. Right. And obviously the rules, you have to use two tower compounds. So he was up in third, doing really well, but he had to pit again to then switch to mediums. Right. And that buggered his race at the end yeah. a bit. Whereas if they'd put him on hards and then mediums, it was very likely that he could have been further up. Yeah. Or at least kind of had been in sync with everyone else who did the two top. For sure. So that was quite frustrating. Oh yeah, and lap seven was when Max was told not to give the position back to Charles. Yeah. I was raging. What the hell? I was so... But I couldn't shout because it was six in the morning. Oh, I was do, shouting. I do have a flatmate, so I didn't want to wake her up. So I was silently shouting at my screen. Yeah. I've never felt pain like it. When Charles got pulled yesterday, there was just no excitement. Yeah, because like, you knew I it was going to Yeah, you knew it was going to go sideways. I have so much faith in it's everyone else and then when it's him but not because of his own like there's no lack of skill or anything but just because something always goes wrong yeah and at this point I was like right cool that's fine <laughs> Max is one whatever yeah don't care yeah but then lap 16's my next oh, I've still got a few okay go for so, it so yeah Max was given his five second penalty raging also there was apparently a really good battle between Carlos Fernando and Checo at the back because really? you could see it on the leaderboard like them switching positions but it was never shown on the broadcast ah. so I do want to go back and find that there was actually a lot of good overtaking 
There was. That's what made this race exciting was the overtake. That was the only thing. Like, Oscar got K-Mag for eighth, but then they had a proper battle about it. Because yeah. then K-Mag got DRS and got the position back. Pierre's chasing George down for P3 during lap 10. Yep. Piastri's still battling K-Mag all the way around the whole lap. Lap 12, Albon's complaining that the rears are overheating. This is when it really starts to go downhill for Williams. Both of them, I think, really struggled to maintain their tyres at all. Yeah. Like, it was just <clears throat> not working out. And then, literally a lap later, Carlos is told that he needs to cool the car. Yeah. Otherwise, they were going to have to retire it. The way they said it to him was so weird, though, because they were like, you know, get some action to cool the car down. And he's like, I'm trying. Like, you could literally see him try and overtake the car in front of him. But he was like, I'm, I'm giving it my best goal. Like, come on now, guys. So he eventually got past Daniel and he got into the cooler air. Yes. So that was good. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously he made it to the end. But hearing that, like, oh, if you don't kill a card, I'm going to have to retire. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Right, you're like, great, here we go. Please, not again. Not again. Honestly. Lap 14, Esteban's up in P6 at this point. Yeah, kind of on a blinder. A man who was at the back is now up in P6. And it was so weird to see cars that you wouldn't normally see at the top fighting each other for these positions. Yes. Because he got that P6 in lap 14 off of Logan Sargent. That was that battle. Unreal. Also, I have a note about... So it was mediums and hards that was used. As we said, the softs were kind of useless, as practice showed. The hards were actually quicker than the mediums. Yeah. And there were people who were on the hards were finding it easier to get the pace to overtake. Because I guess more Do you think it kind of made it like the mediums were softs and the hards were mediums? I think so. And it was interesting because on... You know when you get a thing for the start of the race, it shows you how hard the hard is. Yeah. It was the softest hard. So we were were in the softest section of the tyres. Yeah, I guess the the hards were acting like a medium this time round. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see if the, the next Vegas Grand Prix did people readjust their strategy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The people All very were, interesting. Because it must have been interesting being a strategist for this. Yeah, because this is a, new, a totally new track. Like, this yep. is like the old. New. So there's only ever been two Las Vegas Grand Prix before this in the 80s. Yeah. And they were done in the car park of the Caesars Palace Casino, yeah. I believe. Yeah. It was a very small track. Yeah. So, yeah, literally nothing to go off of. No. So that was really interesting. Yeah, lots of people complaining about the tyres and degradation and not having temperature. And oh, Oscar had a really good overtake on Logan Sargent to get into P7. It was good. It was stunning. It was. But Logan was struggling with his tyres, so there wasn't much much battle there. Yeah. And Charles was gaining on Max. Hope was restored. Oh, to see it was getting better. To be 15 laps in and for Max to not be 30 seconds ahead was quite good. Yeah, it was. It was a nice change. And for P2 to actually be within DRS for once. Lovely. Stunning. Uh, Max boxes lap 16. So Charles... Uh, but Charles overtook Max. But then yeah, realised so, he was going into box. So that's yeah. So before Max went in, Charles actually had a really good overtake on Max. But Max was obviously slow in his roll because he was a way to go in the pit anyway but it was still a good overtake it was it was still a good overtake and then he was leading the race and i was like oh my god we can do this but then it went on a bit too long with charles in front and i was like oh you should really box him so i think there was about 20 seconds between max and charles and that's the time that a pit stop would have cost them but they're obviously banking on a safety car again yeah which is frustrating very and then Lewis and Oscar in lap 17. Yeah. They had a bit of contact. They did. They had contact. When Lewis uh, went for the overtake. And so Lewis got a puncture. I think Oscar had floor damage and a puncture as well. Yep. Can't believe that from Lewis. I know. Taking people at left, front, centre. Hamilton would not stop complaining about his car, though. Is that not the same every race at the moment? Well, yeah, but he was, like, really, like, oh. 
I pray for him if he gets another car next season that's like this one. They'll force him into retirement at that rate. <laughs> Genuinely, I think he might. That'll be it. If he had another season like this, that man's either moving teams or retiring. Yeah. And then McLaren had a 4.4 second stop. Painful. <laughs> painful. There was actually some very painful pit stops. There was. There were some really bad ones. But McLaren, on the flip side of that, also did a 1.9. They did. So, so they did recover it. Yep. Lewis, because of this puncture, he was losing... He lost place to Carlos, Fernando, and then George, and then Max. And then, so obviously, he manages to get into the pits. 6.3 second pit stop. Because when there's a puncture, it can make it harder to get that tire off. Yeah. But that's still pretty horrendous right and Lewis did get noted for that collision but it was a racing incident so yeah no further investigation Checo was up in P2 at this point yeah he was on a blinder too do you know what I'll give Checo props he had a pretty good race he was one of the people up in the split for driver of the day it was very impressive actually yeah and he'd already pitted so he was you know it was looking good for him unlike Charles who still hadn't pitted I don't think at this point no, he hadn't. I was like, oh my God, this is where it goes wrong. Because he's going to go around, he's going to have no tyres, and then he's going to be... Oh, fucking Ferrari, man. I know. I hate this life. I don't have any Forza Ferraris left in me anymore. No. I need to need to recover over the winter and come back. Yeah, a little break. <laughs> and I'll come back with fresh hope and be let down again. Or you'll come back a McLaren fan. <laughs> God, I'm like halfway there. There's really not that much... Yeah, lap 19... So everyone had pitted except Charles, Esteban and Joe. Yeah. So Charles was up in P1. Esteban was in P3. It and Joe was in nice P8. It was quite nice to see the guys up the top, though. It was quite nice to see them all up there. Yeah, that made me happy. It, you know, it takes the pain of a max win yeah. away when you see these other people doing It does well. minimise it, yeah. Makes me feel better. They tell Charles to manage his tyres and go for a one-stop. And then literally five seconds later, they dumped the box. Yeah. And it was a 3.9 pit stop. Was well, not good. It was so bad. I mean, we knew it was going to go that way. We knew it, because when does Ferrari ever have a smooth one? So, But he did come back out onto the track in P3. That's true. It was a good stop, because there was 14 seconds between him and Checo, who was in yeah. second. So he kind of had a good margin to and go it was, it. it was looking good, because he came out with Carlos behind him. So we're thinking, right, defensive. We've got yep. Carlos there, that's what we need. Yep. It didn't do much, though. No. Uh, and Charles did get stuck behind we learned a lot he was in p2 and yeah. quite a fair bit behind Checo. i think he was like 10 seconds behind so charles really needs to get past lance but do you know what lance in p2 i'm so good i feel like they actually didn't talk about that at all this whole race the fact they that didn't. lance was so far up and he had the most chill race ever he did he was just he was driving that's he it he gained those places and he just kept going around. he did his two stops yeah went well went smoothly like yeah. It was a very great he race had, for him. Yeah, he had such a calm race. He probably couldn't have done any more. Like, it was... Oh, yeah. Perfect. Well done, Lance. I feel... I'm chuffed for him. We're proud of you. We Lance a lot. Lap 25. Obviously, halfway through the race, this was a 50-lap race just because the time for going around the track was so long. I think the median in the race was like a a 1 minute 40 or something like that. It's a very long track, but yeah. it's long straights. Yeah, but obviously it's a quick track because you need to be at high speeds to get down the straights. But in this lap 25, Max and George make contact. Um, so there was lots of debris. Max's end plate had severe damage and George lost part of his front wing. And Max came on the radio saying, mate, he just turned in on me. Classic. Classic Max. To be fair, I think... George wasn't expecting Max to overtake him in that corner because they were about to come up to that long straight. Yeah. 
So he was obviously thinking, right, Max is going to get DRS on that straight and that's when he's going to do it. Yeah. But Max went for the manoeuvre early and George had started turning in at that point and not realised. Yes. So it was uh, Grussell's fault. It was. But I don't know if it was... It, he did get penalty for it, but I don't know if it was penalty worthy, in my opinion. No, I didn't think it was. It looked like a racing incident to me. Yeah. Because it's not like he brake tested him. Like, he really just didn't expect him to come up the back like that. So I think it was a bit of a shame for George to get that penalty, really. And it's so annoying, because, again, it was a like Max, it was a five-second penalty. But for where George was in that in like the yeah. positions, it was way more critical for him than Max when he was up in first getting that. Exactly. So infuriating. And like the thing as well is we all got so excited when we heard Max has damage that mm. is gonna affect his race because the engineers come on the radio and we're like, Oh, you know, it's not looking too good, like this could affect this part. And we were like, Oh, here we go. Maybe Someone else can do it today. Be it Checo, Charles, whoever. I was excited to see about who it was going to be. But it's obviously still Max. <laughs> yeah, so they bring out the safety car. Yeah, lap 26. Which played into the hands of those who pitted already. Yeah. So this was their chance to get uh, a second one in. And it was good for Joe, who obviously was still waiting for his first, so he goes in and pits. Yep. Who doesn't pit during this? Charleg. Obviously, why would you do that? That's the sensible thing to why do. Why the Because I'm pretty sure they pitted Carlos. They did, yeah. But they didn't bother pitting Charles. So Charles comes out into first, except he's on older tyres than yeah. the rest, and it was very pointless. So he's at a disadvantage here. So, and the safety car, like, he really needed to pit him when the safety car first came out when everyone else pitted. Yeah. Because once they missed that opportunity in those other laps, it was too late. He would have lost too much yeah too much position because the safety car went in on lap 28 yeah so it wasn't a massive window to go in but there was enough time yeah i think that was a mistake on their part and actually so in what wasn't the cool down room but the cool down car after the race (laughs) there's a moment where charles realizes that the other two had done a two-stop and you just see his face and he's like oh yeah he was on a completely different strategy to everybody else out there today yeah i actually don't know who else did a one stop um but it was an interesting choice anyway i mean it wasn't disastrous no. but like and to be fair ferrari are doing 4.9 it stops it probably wasn't that stinker anyway yeah that big of a deal max pitts under the safety car yes but they actually don't change the front wing they decided no. to leave as is which was interesting obviously, it was it was very interesting obviously decided losing that time wasn't worth it and they were right and they kept the same setup, like they didn't change the setup at all, so I also learned at this point that Checo had a different rear wing. And I couldn't remember if we talked about this before. But it seems to be new. Checo had a different rear wing to Max. Checo's was bigger. Right. Which on this track made him slower. Slower? Slower. slower. <laughs> made him slower. And I thought that was interesting. Red Bull Conspiracy Club. Mm. Trying to slow Checo down, huh? And he was still on a blinder regardless, so... I kind of... When like when Checo went into P1, I actually kind of wanted him to win. No, me too, because <laughs> I was like, yes, rub it in their faces. Come on, man. But no. Oh, never mind. Just anyone but Max, that's the policy. Hopes and dreams. Also, I also... Like, the safety car... Do you know how, like, the yellows come out? Yeah. Did you see that the big sphere lit up yellow? And yeah. it said, like, safety car on it. I'm at, again, imagine you're just in your your hotel as a normal tourist chilling. Right. Or in your home and you don't see that yeah. big yellow blob. It's insane. Also, Charles almost lost the car um, while behind the safety oh, car because of yeah. the cold tyres again. Not having temperature in the tyres. Yeah. He almost went for a wee spinneroonie, which yep. I would have gone back to sleep at that point, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I would have given up. It was very tempting. Lap 28 is when 
Russell gets that five second penalty that we said about. Yeah, and, and the safety car came in, obviously, then. Yeah. I noticed this race. It was quite a few different people who set fastest laps. Yeah. We had Max, Jekyll, uh-huh. Charles, Oscar, Pierre. There's other people. A few people were... Yeah. It was, it was so crazy. interesting. Yeah. And actually, the grid was relatively... Together, yeah, it it. wasn't too bad. There wasn't, like, 30-second gaps in between. Which made it interesting. It did. I actually, I did enjoy it more than I thought I would. I'll say that. For the moment we shot in Vegas, uh, I did actually quite enjoy the race. But the track itself is still stupid. Yeah, like, the actual racing was good, like, overtake-wise, but I think the track needs a little revamp. Yeah. Lap 32. Yep. Piastri gets fastest lap. Checo takes the lead and then literally two laps later loses it to Charles again. So <laughs> it was kind of they were just jumping each other for a while. It was a good battle, really. Yeah. Um, the front three. I mean, it was very rare this season that you see whoever's in first, Max, being shown on the broadcast because normally he's away off in the distance. Yep. But actually a lot of this broadcast was focused on that top three. Yeah. And it was very good. I it enjoyed was. it. I, I enjoyed it, yeah. The battle in lap 34 between Pierre and Esteban for P5. Yeah. So Esteban was told to hold position behind Pierre. And I, obviously the radio messages are shown to us in a delay, but I don't know if he made the move before or after. I think it was before. Um, and he got that position off of Pierre. Yeah. But they were side by side on the straight, like... They've had some good battles this season. But even the radio message that came through sounded like the engineer was like shouting and pleading with him to hold position. So I think that they'd maybe been fighting for a bit before. I guess because they've had quite a few DNFs this season. Yeah. And they've had a, a couple double DNFs. I really thought at that overtake it. that that was both of them going Yeah, out. I was kind of expecting uh, someone to lose it there, but they did it. Luckily. Charles was sticking into Checo's DRS to keep Max behind him. Yeah. And they, there was suspicion that Checo was doing it deliberately like Kyle's did in Singapore. Oh, yeah. Because Checo's trying to keep Max behind him. Charles then immediately overtakes Checo. Yeah. So, yeah. Didn't work. Like, either. out of nowhere, it just gets him. Yeah. Because uh, he, he, he braked, broke, braked. Later than <laughs> Checo overtook him. And then I think Max got him immediately after that, too. Yeah, lap 4A, Max was back in the lead. Yeah. But Charles was still hanging on in P2. I know. Doing a good job. Then lap 43 rolls around. Charlie went too deep into one of the corners and kind of locked up a little. So Checo breezed past him. In all fairness, it was very skillful from Checo because he avoided crashing. He stayed in the racing lines. He just went straight through. But Charles did manage to save it and was third. And obviously we're getting into these last few laps. Oscar still isn't pitted for that medium tower compound. Yeah. That's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Taking the piss. He'd pitted lap 44. And that was the 1.9 second stop, but it came out 12. It was stunning. Until it was on the radio going, George was still playing for P4. It was like, have you forgotten about your five second I penalty? honestly could have cried I laughed that hard when that came like, through. Are you sure? And the thing is, he was in six. Yeah. Like, he wasn't up there. Because, like, a couple laps earlier, he came on the radio, and I've seen a lot of edits of people saying this was really cool. I was like, nah, this was lame. He goes, hunt him down, George. Yeah. What, hunt him down with your five-second mentally hanging right. out? Right. Come on now. Okay. Grow up. Let's not be silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I literally have a note when Charles out- outbraked himself on the strip and lost that place to Checo. The note just says, ah! <laughs> um, and then, oh, lap 47. Oh, We God. lose the Hulk. Yeah, Hulk, he... 
went off. It was pretty quiet, I thought. He just went off into the slip and was off the track. But I don't know what happened to his car. He just, he just went. It must have been something electronic, though. Like, he must have been told to go because he managed to get himself, like, out of the slip road so that they could just take the car back to the pit. And Charles was gaining on Checo within half a second. I'm yeah. Like, on for P2. And Oscar sits fast as lap. Yeah. Great news. Then lap 48, Yuki is off into the same slip road and he retired as well. Yeah, he was having a gearbox issue. He had reported it, I think, the lap before. Yeah. And then, but then I didn't hear anything else. I'm like, maybe he's okay. And then it cuts to him in the slip. Yeah. And we're like, oh, never mind. They Shame both, for him. him and the Hulk both did a good job of getting down that slip road and not making a mess of anything, though. But a wee safety car would have been fun. It would have, right, yeah, yeah, for the last couple laps, yeah. And Oscar gets back into the points as well, lap 49, after yep. his horrendous strategy. Yeah, it was poor for a minute there. Lap 50, so this is the last lap. Charles is obviously right on the back of Checo from yep. P2. And Max is told on the radio to drop back to give Checo the slipstream yeah. to keep Charles behind him. I think Max dropped back very marginally. Tiny, but tiny But not amount. enough that no. it helped. Because no. um, Max gives no shits. And Charles, what a beautiful, beautiful overtake. Oh my God. Overtake of the month. That has to be overtake has of the month. to be. Because that was quite something. It was stunning. He caught Checo napping there. And it, but like it was like a split second. Oh, like this so was good. very fast. I've never been prouder. Honestly. Great from Charleg. And that was that was it really. Yeah, he finished in second and it was like the turn right before the finish line oh. as well. It was it was good. That's it was very good. Two races in a row now that we've had that really good battle in the last lap. Yeah. And both times Chef has been in that battle and lost it. Exactly. Well, never mind. What are we shooting for Chef? <laughs> oh Checo. So the finishing order then was Max Charles Checo. Yeah. I was happy with that. Also Esteban went from sixteenth to fourth. Yeah, Lance, really amazing drive from some of these down the back guys. Lance 19 to 5th, I think. Uh, they had Justin Bieber waving the checkered flag as well. They didn't even really show it though. I was very I was a bit guys. It was, I wanted to see Biebs wave the flag. I am pretty sure that most of the people there this weekend were like. Rich. Well, influencers and like <laughs> yeah. celebrities and people paid to be there. Shaq was there, that was fun. He, he loves a race though. He comes to all the American ones. A true fan. Yep. Charles is actually smiling after the race. Thank God. A rare happy <laughs> Charles. The whole after race bit was so weird. So they had to get into cars. They got, yeah. There was two cars there and they all got in the same car, which is kind of hilarious. Yeah. To go to the Bellagio. Yeah. To get interviewed there, to then stand and watch the fountains, to then get back in the car and go back to the podium, which was on the track. And yeah, they all got into the same one. But it was the Red Bull, I believe he was an engineer. Yeah. Got into the back of the car with Checo and Charles and then Max comes peeking in and realises there's no seat, so they boot the engineer out and bring But Max the in. engineer wasn't even supposed to be going to the fountain, though. Yeah, he just kind of got in and went yeah. for the, the tour, which was kind of hilarious. So, yeah, we had, instead of cool-down room, we had cool-down car. On the way there and the way back. Yeah, so we got double cool-down. And I was thinking about you and the fireworks were going off after all the daytime fireworks. We got whole, like, ten minutes of nighttime fireworks. Finally got some nighttime fireworks. It must have been over, like, a million dollars worth of fireworks. It was stupid. At the very least, because every hotel down the strip was lighting them off the roof. Oh. It was insane. Imagine, and this, I don't know what time in the morning this would have been for them, but imagine, again, you're just chilling in your hotel. 
and you've got like a million dollars of fireworks going off all around you. Because this must have been at least like half two for them. So stupid, but kind of hilarious. I just, the race was good and I get that Vegas is meant to be over the top. But some it of the was staff too was just over too, the yeah. top. Like it kind of took away from the actual racing of the thing. Like it was a bit silly, I thought. Because America is over the top and I don't know if it's just because we're European and we let things low key. But even then, quotas like. Quotas enough. Like that is kind of fun. Yeah, it's fine. It's like a bit it's crazy. Fun. Yeah. Even Miami, like they obviously had a ton of celebrities and influencers there, but it was nothing like you had to get in a car for ten minutes down the street to go and watch a fountain blast up <laughs> some water. Watch when... it. The no. stood talking to each other, not even looking. Because at it was it. so uninteresting. It really was. They had the fountain playing to the Formula One theme song. Yeah. But like, it's the middle of the night. These guys have just gotten out of a car they've been in for ages. <laughs> they they want to go. Like, they don't want to stand and watch a water fountain. Bless, it's so funny. Oh, no. Uh, Oscar got fastest lap in the end. He did. So an extra wee point for him. And who's your driver of the day? Oscar. Interesting. And I never usually go Oscar, but Oscar was my driver of the day today because I feel like he made up a lot of places. He put in a really good shift. Some of the overtakes in there yeah. were stunning. I I also put Oscar. Oh. But, so Charles got it. Yeah. The actual vote. But I, yeah, I would have split it between Oscar and Charles. But even, again, Checo, Lance, Esteban. Yeah, I did think about going for Lance, actually, because when is he ever up there? <laughs> I think it's a shame they didn't, like, talk about him more. Yeah. Because I'd obviously think that people are going to vote for who the broadcast has talked about the most and we saw a lot of charles yeah i but think I people were just happy finished the race like in the top uh, five <laughs> and it, yeah it's a shame that's another poll for charles with no win but i feel we are getting closer fingers crossed so hopefully next season when we get rid of this shite car which actually hasn't been that bad in the end but no it's been okay it's just not what we hoped it would be and this I'll, year i'll take a second in the constructors yeah that's I think fun that's fair it's the only other team that's won a race exactly not to rub it in Total Wolf, just saying that was that was Vegas. There's your Vegas recap. I am kind of glad it's still on for like next season. I would be interested to see how, like, if it's better after this first one and what they change. I hope they tone it down a bit on that extracurriculars. No chance of doing that. But like even slightly because it's like a lot. A I hope lot. they keep the cooldown car. So Abu Dhabi, last race of the season. Next one. And that means now, going into this last race, there is only four points between Ferrari and Mercedes for second in the constructors. And also, Carlos is now up and fourth on 200 points in the Drivers' Championship level with Fernando. Yay! So that's a bit exciting. My man! Woohoo! So, I'll play for an Abu Dhabi for Ferrari. Yeah, it's kind of going to be a a big goodie, I think. So we are, because it's right into exam season for us, what we're going to do is we're going to record and then, because I can't, I physically cannot edit it. And no, study there's for no my, time. I have four exams. It's a lot. And three of them are within three days of each other. So I will be editing it after. Which exams, is totally fine. And we'll put it out as a Christmas special. Yeah. And we will do our under five pound gift exchange. Yes, Which I I'm still excited. need to figure out what I'm doing for that. I think I've got yours. Okay. Maybe. I need to, I have a few ideas. I've got to whittle it down. Perfect. Um, and yeah, we'll come back with a lovely Christmas episode. Yeah, I'm excited. Same. Wow, that was good. That was. Good crack. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thanks for listening. Go check out our socials. We're quite active on them. We're, the we're moment, popping so. off. We're trying our best. Instagram, TikTok. TikTok. Go listen to our past episodes if you've enjoyed this one. Yeah. 
onwards and upwards as exactly. always Woo-hoo. i've got sweaty hands oh no yeah. nice that's a good one that 